what's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag boss leader, the people's mentor. And this is a leadership episode of the podcast based off of the five levels of leadership from John Maxwell. I learned this from him actually in person three and a half years ago. I was part of his faculty and I was able to be coached and trained directly by him. I adore him. He is still one of my leadership mentors. Um, And I hope you guys enjoy this. I think he is one of the great living legends currently of leadership. It is delivered to you in a Jesse Lee style. Now this is episode 259 of the show and it is Monday. And since it is Monday, that means it's money Monday, money Monday. Now, make sure you comment on my Instagram post to win. Make sure you share this in your Instagram story to win. Tag me, tag friends. And I do these every single Monday, so make sure you leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show if you don't already. Today's winner, you have 24 hours to claim it in your Instagram story, is fearlessly underscore moving, $259. The title is Just When I Wanted to Give Up, five stars. Jesse Lee, I am getting emotional writing this because I've been in a funk for a little over a week. Not doing my routine in the morning or night and really just wandering around aimlessly. Literally questioning myself and the amount of value I reshare with my community. I just needed your voice, Jesse Lee. I remember an episode where you said to borrow and today when I felt like tossing in the towel, getting a normal job and giving up on my dream, I borrowed your passion, confidence, and belief system. You are so intelligent, Jesse Lee, and you continue to not only touch my heart, but all the ears that hear and learn from you. Truly a blessing. Thank you for the episode about the Instagram tips, for your consistency, and thank you for your beautiful heart. Wow. I love that. Thank you so much. That is an amazing review. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoy episode 259 of the show. And if you want me to train your team in network marketing or real estate or anything, as long as you get 30 people or more on a live call, all I need you to do is email askjessielee at gmail.com. Any topic you want, ask, A-S-K, jessielee at gmail.com. Any topic you want, and we can rock and roll. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Enjoy the episode of the show. You have to ask yourself, where are you on this journey? You have to ask yourself, am I where I want to be as a leader, and am I growing? And so... It's one of those things that I think you're constantly trying to strive for better, no matter what that is, no matter what level you are in, um, in this, these five levels of leadership that John Maxwell talks about, you still have somewhere further to go. And he's a great example, obviously, like I mentioned, of somebody who is not done yet. And so I just like to think about what legacy are we really leaving behind? You know, who's going to, there's, there's a quote, a famous quote, and I don't know who says it, I apologize, but they say, there's two times you die. You guys have heard this before? Okay, there's two times you die. When your physical body leaves this earth and when and the last time somebody says your name. Some of you probably have never heard that before. I want you to kind of meditate on that for a minute. Maybe not right now, but maybe later. But what is the actual impact you're making? You know, who's going to be the last person? Is it going to be two years after you pass away? Is it going to be five years? Is it going to be 500 years? Is it going to be like... I mean, think about people who are leaving legendary legacies behind. We still say Caesar's name. We still say Gandhi's name. We still say Mother Teresa. We, these people are not dead. And so when we're playing small, I just kind of want you to reflect on that and maybe ask yourself, am I showing up as a version where it's not just going to be my immediate family that says my name, right? And there's nothing wrong, obviously, with your immediate family just saying your name, but I... I, I kind of want you to think about that. I want you to think about where is your impact going. And so for those of you who really aren't playing for yourselves, like a lot of us say, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I, I'm not doing it for the money. Like, perfect. I addressed that yesterday, obviously. I don't need to do it again and make Jenny cry again. It's not about the money, right? What is your actual spread? It's not about what do you want. It's maybe where, where is your leadership legacy going to, going to go and how is it going to last? right? So maybe just something to kind of reflect on. Okay. So he developed the five levels of leadership 
And it's basically to help leaders understand and increase their effectiveness. Okay, so I want you, and you do not have to share this in the chat, but when I'm going through them, I want you to identify where you are now and the steps you must take to work your way up to level five, which he calls the pinnacle, right? The pinnacle of leadership. And so the first level he talks about is position. So if you want to write position, that's leadership level one. And this is when people follow you because they have to. So they follow you because they have to. So this is the lowest level of leadership, entry level leadership, etc. because the only reason that they're following you is because they have to, you know, like it's the only level that requires no ability or effort to achieve, right? Because, and I know it's a little, well, it's not really, I was gonna say, I know it's a little different in network marketing, but it's not really because he always says like, you know, after all, anybody can be appointed to a position and it's not that you can't necessarily, it's not that 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 concept is 100% true here, but there is some of that in network marketing. There's absolutely people who get lucky. Ab, I will never forget. I haven't told the story in a long time. We have a lot of new champs. My first event I ever went to was LCD. Leadership Coaching Dynamics, all of, I don't know, 10, 14 days in business. Flew to Louisville, Kentucky. I was in a group with Nick Martinez and some girl whose name I literally don't remember. And I remember they were saying, you know, introduce yourself, tell people what your rank is. I'm like, okay. And she said, I'm a rank six. And um, Nick at the time was a rank seven. So I'm a rank seven. He says, I'm a rank six. She says, I'm a rank six. And I said, do you mind if I ask you? Cause like I just hit rank six, uh, you know, a week or so ago. I know what my check was, but I don't know what's normal. Right. And Nick says, oh, you know, you know, let's not share this, but my check was whatever he says it is. And this girl, what is her name? Tarnations. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. She goes, oh, well, my check last month was $94,000 or 96 or something. And I was like, what? Rank six, rank six. Like how many of you OGs remember when I came back? Or I probably texted from there and I was like, that's a freaking rank six. Who's making a hundred grand a month? And I was like, what? And she still gets paid every month, y'all. Every freaking month. That girl, I mean, that girl's making over a million dollars a year. Because <sighs> she got lucky. I mean, I won't tell you the leg of business because it doesn't matter. It's not about outing anybody, but like that's possible. So when I go through these levels, I just want you to know this is literally not an income conversation because it's like Brian says a lot. There's a difference between achievement and leadership. So that's an example of, oh, sometimes we get lucky in network marketing. Yeah. So anyway, going along with that. So that would be an example of somebody who's appointed to a position in our company that's not necessarily. So nothing's wrong with having a leadership position, right? But everything is wrong, he said, with relying only on that position to get people to follow. Like if everything you do is based and predicated upon, oh, well, I have this team. Oh, I'm ranked this. You should listen to me because I have this title. That's not leadership, right? And so that only works, I mean, that kind of following only really works because you have some kind of leverage over the people who are then, you know, quote unquote, under you. And so that's why level one is just position because people are only following you if they believe they have to. Now, you know, of course, um, this is a level we all are at at some point. 
So I don't want you to judge yourself. Like a lot of us, that's where you decide to start to grow. That's where you decide to start to develop. That's where you decide to start to change whatever it is you're currently doing. And so it's not that everything at level one is bad. I don't should be like, oh my God, I'm at level one. No, like it's a perfect place. If you're looking at people in your team, this is why I'm coaching on this. If you're looking at people in your team, it's a perfect place for people to in- begin investing in their growth and their potential as a leader. So using position leadership, level one leadership, as a time to more than anything, lead yourself, right? Through prioritization, through learning, through self-discipline, etc. That's actually how you move to level two. Does that make sense? And while I'm going through this, I want you to think of people on your team as well, Right? Maybe some rising leaders that you can go, ooh, okay, so I just need to help them develop more. Ooh, I just need to make sure that this person has more skill, you know, more tactical training on how to lead, how to do a coaching call, how to, uh, you know, um, build from the bottom up, how to tap root, how to find out love languages, all of those little minor, like tiny little leadership steps that we have. All right. So the next level of leadership he calls the permission level. So level two is permission. And this is where... People follow because they want to. So level two is permission and people follow because they want to. And at this level, it's when people, they're following you because they choose to, right? And to grow at this level, leaders work on getting to know their people and connecting with them because you can't lead without people. Who are you leading? Air? No, right? Which means you need to learn to like people if you want to lead well. On the last call we just did a little bit ago, the 212 call, I talked about how one of the strongest things you can learn how to do is build rapport. Like a lot of you were on there, so you heard me say that. We didn't go into a rapport training. Uh, We did a training, obviously, on confidence, which is also super important. But this rapport building, it's it's a skill set. Like it is a level of leadership that is a skill set. And like, I don't want to be like making people like you. That's not what it's about. It's actually building those relationships. It's letting people say, I want to choose to be led by you because of the way you make me feel. Make sense? And so this level of leadership is more so like when you treat when you like people and you treat people as individuals who have value to build the overall organization, you start to develop positive influence within them. Like we see a lot of this in our team. Think of people on your team. Like, since I know a lot of you are thinking about your teams, when you say this, who are the people on your teams who maybe they're even on this call now, right? But when you first met them, it was like, what on earth? Like this person is a little rough around the edges. We got a ways to go with you, little one. You won't even get on a plane? Okay. (laughs) Right? Like that's a lot of us sometimes, but then you start to actually get to know them, right? Then you start to, uh, you start to have people that they go, oh my gosh, like she's, she, she's treating me like an individual. She's showing me where my value is. Like, can you, can you determine where people are and show them where their value is? Because then you're developing positive influence with them and then trust grows. And then when trust grows, it tends to lead to respect. So level two, the permission level, it's where solid, long-lasting, foundational relationships are built. Like a lot of us, when, when we first met, I was probably right in level two, right? I was creating friendships. I was creating relationships. It was like, oh, we don't really know what we're doing, but uh, let's do it together. I like you. We're friends, right? Let me give you reasons to trust me. Let me show you who I am as a person. Let me show you examples of my character, right? But it wasn't like, whoa, look at leader Jesse Lee. No, like it, I wasn't there. You know, I was really at the, oh, we're friends. We, we get along. We have, we have relationships kind of a thing, right? So 
When you like people, treat them as individuals, show them where their value is, guide them through that. That's when you start to get that positive influence, therefore that respect, okay? And then it leads you to the next level. So I want you all, again, to spend some time maybe identifying those people, right? Who are those people maybe in your organization who... Uh, when they speak, they just seem to have that kind of charisma thing about them. They make people feel very connected. They make people feel comfortable. Like who are the people that, um, you say nothing, but your team keeps finding them. Do, are any of you thinking of anybody when I say that? Like are any faces coming to mind when I say that in your organization? Three of you. Okay, cool. All right. That's fine. All right. That's fine. I'm just going to talk to those people only. I'm just going to turn off everyone else's camera. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, uh, thank you for those of you who nodded, right? But there's a lot of that, right? I want you to actually think about those people because those are the people and so much of leadership is getting under there and finding out who has, um, who has that potential, who has some of those gifts through whatever reason it is in their life, whether it's been developed or whether, oh, it's always been developed, but whether it's from their childhood, whether it's from uh, other business experiences, whatever else, uh, who is that? Who is that person, right? Who is that person who, for whatever reason, people can just connect? That's somebody you can usually pull up to those next levels of leadership in your organization. So maybe next to each of these, as I do one, two, three, four, five, maybe you can even write names down to next, uh, names down next I can't speak. Y'all know what I'm trying to say, right? Write names down next to them, right? There we go. Okay. All right. My, my English. Good Lord. Okay. Level three, he calls production. And this is when people follow you because of what you have done for the organization. These are like the leaders who are absurdly good in stage one activity, right? They're, people are very inspired by the numbers, right? They're like, what? what, what, right? They see these numbers like, holy moly, that's somebody I need to follow. So on this level, level three, production, leaders who produce results build their influence and credibility. And I will tell you some of these kind. can you see how some of these kind of blend? Like they're, they're, it's almost like a stepping stone, right? Where you're building your leadership. There's a reason why people are very inspired by people who do big numbers, and there's a reason I'm like, oh my God, please hit, like at least hit multiplier, hit multiplier, hit multiplier. It's not for me. I, I, it is not for me. I swear to you. It's not, it's not for me that I tell you, please hit multiplier. It's because of the way I swear your team looks at you. Like I promise you it's for you. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you because people are looking for your name. You know that. I didn't really realize it until, cause I, I never really did that. Um, I didn't realize it until I was in Italy actually. And I was there with, uh, with Luca and I had just tagged, uh, either multipliers or volume or something. And I had tagged all the names and Luca's on there clicking on everybody's name. I said, what are you doing? He said, I just want to see what champs are actually doing what they are telling everybody to do. And I was like, Oh, and it made me think how many of you are doing that with your colleagues right here, right? You're like, mm, mm. well, did Sydney hit it? Yeah, she did. She hit it yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so you thought I was going to forget. You're welcome. All right. Like, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Like people, but if, if you are doing it to each other and y'all are friends, right? Don't, you know, your team's searching your name. Yeah. You know they're doing it. I'm telling you, there are, there are team members out there, I swear to you, that are getting out the freaking calculator and they're like, is my leader blown out by me? Right? Like, <laughs> they're doing it. 
they're do. I don't even know how to do the math on that. So it ain't me. I, I don't know. It's like that thing where you got to like cross the multiple. I don't know how to do all that. Okay. That's, that's very advanced math for me. I don't know how to do that, but I'll tell you your team does it. I promise they do. And even if you're only posting like overall, uh, overall team volume, they're in there and they're like, Hmm. Well, I know what mine is, so I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do the mathematics. I'm just telling you, man. But that, the whole point of this is to say the leaders who produce results, they, you are building your influence and credibility, right? Because they look at you differently. They say, oh, well, she wants me to hit multiplier. Okay, she hits multiplier. Oh, she wants me to recruit people. She recruited 20 people last month. Okay. Oh, she wants me to do whatever it is. I see her on these leaderboards. I see her doing blah, blah, blah. She's not just group volume, whatever it is, right? It makes a big difference. So the production level is where leaders can become what he calls change agents. So somebody who can change the mindset of people because more work gets done at level three right? Morale improves around level three because they look at you like, oh, you want me to sell true passion? Let me listen to you. I feel like you know how to do it. Oh, Limonada is in Mexico now? Okay, I know you know how to sell trials. Let me listen to you. They start to listen deeper because they trust you more. So then everything goes up, right? The goals are achieved. They start to stretch more because they're seeing what you do. So all of my stage one, stage one, stage one, stage one talk, it's not about any, I don't, I mean, if it gives you an ego boost to hit it, cool, that's awesome too. But it's not about the ego boost. It's about the people that are watching us. So the more you produce, the more you're able to um, have those conversations that are sometimes tough conversations, which is a leadership conversation. I had a conversation with somebody. Um, it doesn't matter who, but they're on this call. And, and that, that means one out of 40 chance that you're guessing right now. But um, And they said, oh, you know, well, what do I do? Because I need this person to start doing this more or whatever. And I said, okay, here's the thing. You need to have a conversation with her and say, um, you know, I understand you want to be seen. I understand whatever. I need you to hit multiplier. I need you to, uh, whatever the, the metrics were. And it was awesome because the person I was talking to said, Ooh, well then I better start doing that. And I went, aha, right? Aha. So because she knew that that person might come back at her a little combative, right? A little like, really? Really, Melissa? It wasn't Melissa. Really? Oh, now it's a one out of 39 chance, right? Oh, really, Melissa? So now you want me to hit blah, blah, blah. And you don't even, like, you don't have these kinds of weird tensions. Like, if I tell you to sell something more or recruit more people or lead at a higher level or build your front line or I tell you to build a brand, do a podcast, change your Instagram, whatever I tell you. I'm not saying it because it's some kind of thing that's based in theory. It's because whatever I'm doing, I'm actually doing myself. So that is where leadership really starts to grow because people, maybe you need to write this down, are more comfortable being influenced by you, right? When everybody's moving forward together and the team is rising together, it's a whole different level of effectiveness, right? Than just, oh, do this, do this, do this, okay? So, um, and maybe you're noticing this already at this point, but it's not just level one. It's not just level two. It's not just level three. It's all of these combining. You, are you starting to notice that? Like you still have the same skill sets in the permission phase. People are still following you because they like you, but now they like you and they admire you or they respect you. Does that make sense? 
Okay. So, um, you're just adding stuff to the mix. It's like you're baking your leadership cake basically. Okay. And then we're going to layer on level four. So maybe this is like your icing. I don't know. Maybe level five is like the cake, the candles and top or something, but level four is people development. He says, so level four of leadership is people development. And that is that people follow because of what you have done for them. People follow because of what you have done for them at level four. And so your goal at level four is to identify and develop as many leaders as you can by investing in them and helping them grow. grow. So that's really where it goes from, um, like, uh, this is my team, this is my show, this is my whatever, and you start to stop using word and pronouns like that, and you start to say, oh, this is our thing. Let me, let, me grab, let me pull you up. Let me bring you up, David. Let me bring you up, Brooke. Okay, come on, Katie. Here we go, Mimi. All right, Courtney, come with me, right? It's really that development phase, identifying, developing, identifying, developing, identifying, developing. This is really where some of more of that coaching comes in, more of that, oh, I've been where you are, Brie. Now let me help you get to the next level. Oh, I know where you are, Megan. Been there, done that. Let me take you to the next level. I understand where you are because I've been there, right? I can mentor you through this because I've been there. So identify those people. And then that that ties right into obviously kind of what Eric has been saying on a lot of these calls, which is like, are they hungry? Are they teachable? And are they, um, are they mentorable, right? Are they coachable, mentorable? Yeah, and, and hungry. Where's the hunger? So you're starting to identify people based off of maybe how they actually show up and then saying, hey, I believe you have what it takes, Angela, to make, to, to make this thing big. Here's what we need to do. And so you're really pulling people and rising them up. It's really about, um, we can't do this alone. And so when I look at our team and I think about what we've developed and what we've, we've created here on the empire, I'm so proud of it because I look at this organization and how many massive legs of business we have going on right now. And it's incredible how different we are, right? We need each other's skill sets. We need to have the empathy and the ability to listen and the ability to, to, to see the different skill sets and admit when we're wrong or say that's a really good idea and take that and develop it over time, right? And you can't do that if you're not identifying and developing leaders and allowing them to grow where they are. So if you look at the contributions, I'm just going to grab like some names of frontline that are sitting here. If you look at the, like just on my screen, if you look at the way that Sydney leads compared to the way that Brooke leads compared to the way that Brittany leads compared to the way that Christina leads compared to the way that Megan leads compared to the way that, okay, like the Roberto leads There's a lot of frontline champs. Holy smokes. Okay. The way any of you lead, but those are, that's frontline. Imagine if I called Christina and said, I don't like how you're leading. You need to completely change this whole thing because that's not how we do this on the empire. I'm not okay with it. You need to stop. You need to change. It's not okay. That like made me all hot and flustered and like uncomfortable, right? Like, I don't know if it was as uncomfortable for you to hear it come out of my mouth as it was for me to say it, but like the audacity, the audacity, the irony is that when you identify the leaders and then you love them where they are and then, yeah, you mold and kind of smooth out some edges and, you know, you can kind of coach through some stuff and whatever, but allowing all of these people, I just listed a couple of the front line, I know I didn't get to all of you, allowing you to be you, right, and allowing you to have your place in the organization to make it stronger, that's a hard level of leadership, for some people, because some people are very ego driven, right? Like, you know, some of these leaders where it's like my way or the highway, my way is the empire way, 
Do you see how much we have, sh- we have changed as a team? We've totally morphed as an organization in the last three years here. So different. Communication style is different. Zooms are different. Collaboration's different. Under- hearing people's feedback and turning yourself into a better leader is, is absolutely level four. I listen to, um, and I know I give her credit all the time, right? But like, I'll never forget taking the constructive criticism of a text message from Angelica Ortiz. And she's like, I don't get it. There is nothing special about being on your front line. I'm like, what? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And she's like, no, there's not. You literally give every single person every single same thing on this team. It's not fair. I signed up with you. I th- this, is, this is not fair. This is not fair. This is not, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, and I sat there in that conversation, read the text. Three minutes later, I texted her back. I said, Fridays at noon, we'll start having frontline Zooms. Incentives will go out every single month, the frontline that does achieves this. And we'll run more contests. We'll also have our own group. And she's like, wow, thank you. That ability to say, I am not always right. That ability to say, wow, we can grow through this if I actually listen to the, de- the leaders who are developing. Like, she's not on this call, right? But her opinion is still just as valid. That's how you start to grow. And that's that level four leadership. And that's hard because that tends to be when if you're lacking that day in confidence or if your ego's taking a few hits or whatever, that's when those comments can hurt sometimes, right? Where you're like, what the heck? I'm really trying to lead this team the best I know how. And she went, da, 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 da. Right? Understanding it's never maybe an attack on your actual self as a person. It's just on maybe they are looking for something different in their leadership. So identify and grow, identify and grow. The reason is simple. When there are more leaders who are empowered, more of the organization's mission can be accomplished. Does that make sense? Like understand, I cannot lead the empire alone. It's not possible. Every single one of you has roles that are different and equally important. Right? Your styles that are different are important. The way you, you decide to do coaching or training or whatever, it's important. It's not, to, it's not supposed to all be the same. And when there are more leaders, you do grow because you allow people to develop into who they are supposed to be. And so when you see those people who show great potential in leadership, it may, remains the same, right? Invest in yourself so you can reproduce yourself. Invest in yourself so you can reproduce yourself. Raise up more leaders so you can change the lives of more people on the team. I can't be on every call. I'm looking just on this screen right now. I like just on this screen here. I know how many, I probably don't even know how many. Like, okay, example. Do you know how structured the Mexican team is? Does anyone have any idea? Aside from Roberto and David. <laughs> they have a structured, some greens are going to be like, oh my God, oh my God. Courtney Chapman's about to blah, blah, blah. She's going to get so excited. They have this calendar. They have an app. It's like, if I say something to them, I, they don't have to check. They're like, oh, no, no, no. Thursday's up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh-uh. And then we do this. And everything is organized, organized. Because David's a Christmas tree. He's green and red. So Mexico's super organized. And then Roberto, huh? He's a little smirk. Aw. Oh, I love it. Everything is st- scheduled and structured, though. And because of that, that's something that a lot of us don't have, but that makes it much more strong, right? It allows us to have that difference. I forget exactly what I was trying to say. Shoot. I was just going to I got distracted by David's smile. But anyway, Mexico is very, very structured. It's a different way of running the business. When I was with them in Cancun, it's like, uh, you know, Roberto's like, oh, 9 a.m. Well, we got to go live right now on multiple platforms right now. I'm like, okay, let's do it. I'm down with it. This is how we do it. Let's TikTok our way. Let's go. Like everything was 
just growth minded and forward thinking. And then you bring people up because you show them again by that example. So, um, what was I going to say though? Personal development, people fall because what you're going to do for them. I don't remember. It'll come back to me. I'm sure there was some other part of that that I wanted to dive into, but um, I forget. And yeah, for sure, David, oh my God, your TikTok is just, oh my God, that freaking training. Are you kidding me? Bananas. Thank you. Thank you for all my new customers this month. Mm-hmm. No, because I'm in MLM TikTok. So these are recruits. I'm, I'm like a recruiting. That's crazy. I'm like, what are these names? Who are these people? Anyway. All right. And then level five leadership. Level five leadership is pinnacle leadership. And it's the perfect word, obviously. Pinnacle, it's where we want to go. We want to go to the top. We want to go to the top. We want to go to the top, right? Um, And this is where people follow you because of who you are and what you represent. That is pinnacle leadership. And it makes me want you to ask yourselves, what are you representing? Who are you? And this is a character versus reputation conversation all day. And I probably got that from John Maxwell, to be honest with you. But like, it doesn't matter so much. And not to say it doesn't hurt, because it does hurt when people talk crap about you. It gets really annoying really fast. But understanding that there is a very, very big difference between somebody's character and somebody's reputation. If you know who you are when doors are closed, when nobody's watching, if you're showing up and doing the things you say you're going to do when nobody's watching and doors are closed and you think you're in private, that's what's important. It doesn't matter so much about what reputation is because when you are a pinnacle leader, let me just tell you, that's when it is like shots fired every freaking day. Just a nice little warning, I don't know, for you. Pinnacle leadership is where it's like you say no to somebody and now you're Cruella DeVille. You know, you stand your ground about the way you're going to lead your team and you're evil and manipulative. Like that's, but that's the responsibility of leadership. I've said this a lot, but leadership carries weight. How many of you have experienced that before? Like leadership carries so much weight that some of you, because I know a lot of you really well, you carry it in your bodies. Your physical state literally changes. You end up anxiety ridden. You end up with, you know, feeling like you're, you're losing your actual mind. Right? Anyone been there, done that, got that t-shirt? Right? Some of you, you're like, I literally can't control my eating. I'm so stressed out. Like, I don't know what is going on. That's, that's that conflict, right? Where you're like, why is this happening? And all I'm trying to do is lead at, at, at an authentic level that feels good to me. It's not, leadership has weight, okay? So for some people, it's literally physically weight, physical weight, but, um, but yeah, it, it has weight. And so I want to share that with you because some of you have definitely, if not all of you, have experienced that. You just have. And so this is the highest level of leadership, um, and it's also the most challenging to attain because it requires longevity. It requires years and years and years and years and years and years of even when you feel like taking a season off and you're like, am I in that season to take off yet? And you're like, oh, let's just be honest with ourselves. No, you're just honest with yourself. You have to show up because of what you want to represent for your legacy, right? My face hurts from the paint. I have to paint two more today, but I know the impact and reach I get from that in regards to my ability to reach more people, right? I, there's always a purpose behind everything that's happening. But it's challenging because it's always intentional and it's always long-term. How many of you are feeling this? You're like, oh, it's just starting to make sense. This is why for some of you, you're recruiting people 
that you might have started conversations with eight years ago about a totally different company. Does that make sense to some of you? Are you relating to that? Like it's the longevity of, oh, she has, he, she, he, whoever has shown up at such a high level for so long that now I trust them. Now I know what they represent. Okay. And so the commitment, if you want to be a level five leader, yeah, like it's sizable. You are going to have to be willing to invest your life into the lives of others for the long haul. So I'm just trying to be like honest with you. It's emotional. It's really rough when you've invested your life into people and you get to know their babies. You know, by the way, Annabelle has turned into a clone of Melissa like overnight. I don't know when that happened, but I noticed it in your stories last night. I was like, oh my God, she always kind of looked like you, but like what is happening? It's alarming. Anyway, like, but you start to know people's kids. You start to know people's partners. You start to know people's actual lives. Does that make sense? Okay. And so that's difficult because you, you got to be all in. And so you have to kind of ask yourself, are you willing to be all in on this? Cause pinnacle leadership is not, Oh, today I feel like showing up as a leader. Oh, tomorrow I'm tired. Oh, today I feel like whatever. No, like those people's lives depend on you. Pinnacle leadership is scary. I don't want it to sound like something that is a vacation. It's not a vacation. And it's not to say you can't hustle and flow. Y'all know I'm all about the flow in these days. Okay, it's to say you have to show up as that best version of yourself as often as possible. Uh Uh-oh, someone's here at the door. I don't know who it is. (sighs) Okay, so the payoff. So, yes, the commitment to becoming a pinnacle leader is sizable, but the payoff is huge. So those level five leaders, write this down, they develop level five organizations. Right? Those level five leaders, and by the way, so I don't forget... Is it UPS again? That's so funny. UPS lives here, I swear. Um, Remind me, just write Procter & Gamble and I'll tell you the story in a minute. But they create opportunities other leaders don't. They create legacy in what they do. Okay? Their leadership... What was that? Oh, your car's done. Oh, my car's done. My new windshield. Thank you. Okay? They create legacy in what they do. So their leadership gains a positive reputation. So as a result, level five leaders often transcend their position their organization and sometimes their industry so these are the people you see sometimes become like I actually think of um Les Brown when I think about this right Les Brown started off just like speaking he loves network marketing he worked with network marketers a lot whatever but he's transcended that right now he's a living legend now it's not oh he's the network marketer oh that's just that network marketing dude nobody thinks network marketing and Jim Rohn No, Jim Rohn's just a legend, right? So how are you going to transcend your life, your business, turn it into something huge, right? And I know you're all like me. I know you all have goals. I know you want to achieve success. I know you want to experience significance. Everyone does, right? Uh, I know you want to make a difference, right? And the level of leadership you attain is more dependent on your influence than any other factor because you just don't know how many lives you're going to touch, through this. You just don't know. I mean, I look around the zoom, this is tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of people. How about probably, well, it's all of us. So I guess it's hundreds of thousands of people whose lives we've changed collectively. Like that's a big deal. You, I don't think any of us, well, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I knew we were going to do big things, but when we joined, did we know we were going to have this many customers? Like, did we know we were going to be this big? Did we know we were going to sell, sell this month, three years, sell this much each month, three years in? I don't know. 
right? Think about the lives. Like how, how impactful is it sitting on this call and knowing that every single one of you has changed people's lives that you will never meet? Do you know that? Like you understand that, right? Like there are people who have probably lost 50 pounds of fat that you'll never even hear their story, but you were a director. You were, you were directly involved in that, right? You'll have people who will make, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, six figures a year. You'll have million dollar earners if you keep doing what you're doing, right? You will. And that'll be a direct reflection. You probably, you won't, you'll probably meet the million dollar earners you develop, right? But you probably won't meet all the six figures you do. You'll definitely never meet all the, the, the five figures. No way. I was talking about this yesterday, I think, with Brittany, I think. And I said, I don't even, like, I, I want to find out. I wish there were a way to find out how many people on our team have made more than $50,000. It's been three years. I bet you it's a lot more than you think it is. You know what I mean? $50,000 in three years, that's literal life-changing income. And it's got to be a couple hundred, easily. We don't stop and think about that sometimes. But that's the legacy I'm talking about. That every single one of you, you're already building it. I just don't think we stop sometimes and think about it because we're so caught up in the grind sometimes. We're so caught up in, um, you know, I got to get the sale. I got to do whatever. Like, it will happen. I want you to think more big picture sometimes because that level five leadership is not about just making a sale. That level five leadership is not just about getting a recruit. You do need to do those things for all the reasons I said, because all those levels of leadership stack, but it's so much more than that. And when you start to find those things that are so much more than that, you start to behave differently. You start to show up differently. You start to be more (sighs) authentic to leading the way you want to lead. I think about this every time I take out the trash because for some reason, a freaking piece of trash, anyone else with me, like you take out the recycling and something falls out of the stupid can. Like, why is that? Why does something blow out of that dang on can? Today, it was a stupid piece of freaking plastic blowing across the driveway and it's windy out here. Be careful. It's very windy. Um, X's might come flying across the air. (laughs) It was a meme. I saw it. It was funny. All right. But anyway, a piece of plastic was flying across my driveway. I'm chasing it around like a chicken with my head cut off. And I giggled to myself because this podcast had such an impact on me years ago. It was when Andy Frisella said that leaders understand that how you do one thing is how you do everything. Like, do, And he talks about it with like, do you leave the toilet paper on the floor, you know, in the bathroom or whatever. But as that stupid piece of plastic went rolling across like a tumbleweed across my freaking driveway, I just had to laugh. I just had to laugh as I went and I picked it up and I put it back in trash can. And so I want you to think about all those little things in your business that will have a long-term impact as your life continues on.